Geeks Unleashed Conversation. What is your secret origin? How did you get into and find your love for comics and pop culture? Um, I, I think actually my love of comics was the first love. So I, I, I play music as well. And obviously I write um, yeah. novels. But the first thing before I ever wrote stories or played any musical instrument or anything like that, first thing I got into was comics. Uh, I, I always say that I didn't find comics. I think they comic, found, they found comic me. books found me. Yeah. yeah. I loved action figures. Like action figures were my thing. Like I have uh, boxes of them <laughs> in the side room over here. So action figures, cartoons, all that stuff was like was my thing. Introduce myself to a different community. That when you go from one school to another, that's mm-hmm. completely different. It's kind of it can be jarring, right? But it was, it was something because it was a shared love, a shared experience. And that was one of the first times I realized that pop culture is a bridge. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is Geeks Unleashed Conversations, and this is episode one. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Oh, I don't have any glasses to take off. That was very well timed there. Sorry. <laughs> I'm Mark. Uh, uh, it wasn't a planned thing. Like, well, sure, I just took, sure. Uh, I just took them off because I was like the reflection. I can see the reflection in the uh, on the screen. Anyway, um, this is our new monthly conversation chit chat series, which uh, where we're going to chat about just whatever we want. Yep. Uh, separate from our weekly review show, we decided to just keep it separate so you guys know if this is a conversation rather than a review. And before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would love it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We'd also love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Uh, please also donate to our Ko-Fi. We would very much appreciate it. Because, you know, everything costs money. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go feed those geeks. All right, so <laughs> We got to uh, eat too, you know. Uh, um. <laughs> So very similar to last year, where we did we did an anticipated show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is going to be a, a catch-all, and uh, that's hence why we wanted to do more of a conversation. So yes. we're, going to, we're going to talk about our last year's anticipated. So we're going to talk about actually what we enjoyed from last year and our favorites, and then we're going to talk. Then we will talk about what we're anticipating to enjoy in 2024. So in 2023, at this very first episode, which mm-hmm. was episode. When it wasn't a conversation episode, it was episode 108, where we talked about our most anticipated comics, TVs, movies, and games of 2023. We, me and Jasmine, highlighted a bunch of things we were looking forward to. Yep. Going to shout out those. Uh, we're not going to go into the massive detail because some of them may may have entered our favourites. Some of them we forgot all about. <laughs> uh, and some and some of them I think the studios forgot all about because some of them didn't Very happen. Very true, yes. Uh, so, or, well, I mean, they will happen, but they... they... Um, anyway... On my first anticipated, uh, should we, we go one-on-one, Jasmine? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay, so on my first anticipated, I talked about comics here, and I, I actually said I want to clear my, my backlog of comics. What's a backlog? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, that is a thing. What is a backlog? <laughs> right, anyway, uh, what's a backlog, bro, is what they say. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I, I made a good effort. I got up to date with Superman. I got up to date with Action Comics. I got up to date with Nightwing. Um, I got up to date with... <clears throat> A few others, but I didn't really clear that backlog, and I don't know if anyone ever clears a, a to be read backlog unless you just read only and have no children, <laughs> or or a job probably. Um, so anyway, 
I made a good effort, but I didn't do what I wanted to do. And then I talked about a bunch of other comics on there that actually, other than a couple, I didn't end up reading them because it's it's difficult. But yeah, it's probably a whole other conversation around content, but there's just way too many comics. There's way too many movies. There's way too many TV shows. Yet to mention music or video games or podcasting. Yeah. I think at one point, uh, you know, I didn't even put this on there, but at one point I, I got obsessed with crime podcasts. So Yeah, you know, I remember like, that. um anyway so on the comics world uh on my anticipated i made a good good effort on clearing the backlog but i still haven't cleared it so hopefully hopefully this year (laughs) oh my god put it back on the list again yeah yeah also on your so on your comics or read what, what, what about you so last year, my most anticipated was Given Volume 7, which is the manga, because Given um, is ending. Well, I think it already has ended with the Japanese version, but the English version, we're not quite caught up yet. Uh, I will definitely say Given Volume 7 did not disappoint. I very much enjoyed it. Um, I just really like the characters. I like the drama that they create for the story. Um, and I don't know, I just, it's, it, it covers some heavy stuff, uh, but it's also light and fun and charming. And I just love them. And I love the way Nazi. Uh, oh, gosh. I cannot think of her name, but I just love the way that she draws the characters. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I got my one. <laughs> <laughs> I only put one thing on the comic list. Uh, so I got my one in last year. Um, on the TV side, so I listed four shows, and the first one didn't happen or didn't come out. I was Iron Heart didn't come out. Okay. Then, um, actually, sorry, I listed five five shows. Uh, the Flash from CW, the final season, massive disappointment. Thought it was not very good. I'm be wow, honest. Wow. Yeah. Next one was the Last of Us TV series, which I did a weekly review on mm-hmm. Instagram with Steph, also known as the Missing Link, and. Enjoyed that show. Didn't make my favourites. I mean, if I was to write top 10 list, it'd probably be in there, but it's not the, the actual number one. Um, I wrote down a show called Wall, and I'll be honest with you, I forgot all about what that even was. I just had a, I had a Google of it just a second ago because I was like, what was Wall? I didn't <gasps> even know. They, they must have changed the name. So it was Silo on Apple TV, and oh, really okay. enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. thought that was brilliant. I remember watching that weekly when it came out on Apple TV. Loved yeah. it. So I haven't put it down as my favorite show for the year, but honestly, if there was a top 10, it would be in the top five. It was a oh, really wow. good show. Okay. So yeah, really good show. Recommend. And I put You, which was season four of You. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, enjoyed it. Didn't enjoy it as much as the first three seasons, but I did enjoy it. So Okay, that's fair. What about you? What about you for TV? So I also had Ironheart on the list, which did not come out this year. So that one was a bust. Um, and then I had two anime. The first one was Buddy Daddies, which... I did watch, well, I watched part of it and it was that kind of like yelly, hijinxy anime that was just like, this is, no, (laughs) (laughs) this is just, this is not the vibe I'm going for right now. Uh, So I have not finished that series. So that did not live up to my expectations of it. It was uh, a bit too kind of gimmicky. Like, I guess like the typical kind of series you think of when you think of anime with like just all kinds of random hijinks that don't make any sense um 
but like but the it, male, like male would... characters are running around screaming and not making yeah it. yeah like they're yelly and then there's a kid and the kid is just like unruly and it is just like there's too much happening there's way too much happening here for me like i don't know i i was 2023 turned out to be a, a more mellow year than i thought i was looking for and so like i was very much not of the mood to have all of those like super exciting like a whole bunch of stuff going on kind of things um so i haven't finished that one and then the other one i put on my list was serune the second season which is called a linking shot it's about kudo which is a japanese archery i never got around to watching that one i forgot i put that on my list uh so i haven't started that one yet but that one's still i still do want to see it because i did love the first season so uh, do you know there's always stuff that goes on a list that doesn't get yeah, there's just uh, it's too much before we start recording it's something i said to jasmine i just I felt like at some point towards the end of the year, it was like, I'm overwhelmed. There's way too much right. stuff. So, right. um, anyway, um, movies. So for movies, I put down four movies I was very excited about, anticipated. Quantumania, which is Ant-Man 3, The Flash mm-hmm. movie, Fast X, and Scream. Mm-hmm. Quantumania was okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very Guardians of the Galaxy. It was okay. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say it wasn't. I preferred the first two, I'll be honest, than the third one. So um, the Flash movie was a massive what-what again. Uh, Disappointing movie. If I was given out, if I was writing lists of worst movies (laughs) of the year, this would be in that category. Would it be top five? It would definitely be close to to number one position okay, of the wow. year. It, w- it wouldn't right. be the number one. Yeah. Um. I think number one. If we haven't, we're not going to probably do this, but uh, number one would be Ghosted, um, Apple TV movie. Oh, okay. I was Absolutely. like, I don't know what that is. Awful, awful movie. Really bad. So, uh, I probably would say The Flash is number two. So. <laughs> um. Anyway, Fast X, actually really enjoyed it. Watched it at the cinema and actually over Christmas time, watched that again. Really enjoyed that movie. I think it was a much better improvement than the previous movie, which got okay. stupid where they went to space and stuff yeah. like that. They, whilst but, this, like they went to space in a car. I know, it was ridiculous. <laughs> this one, whilst not grounded at all, because it was crazy, Yeah. at least there was none of that stupidness. Yeah. Uh, anyway, then the last one on my anticipation was Scream, which was Scream 6. And I love that movie. We we haven't obviously reviewed it at all, but and I'm 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 sure at some point we'll find a way of doing that. But yeah. Scream absolutely loved it. It was great. Um, I think that's why I was so gutted later in the year to find out that none of them are coming back for Scream Seven. So uh, that's see now that's a whole other episode for a conversation. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I had two of those on my list too. I had Ant Man and Scream on my list, and I was shocked at how much i enjoyed scream um it was really good and it felt very much like a return to the original franchise um i yeah and it it is a bummer like when when there was all of this fallout at the end of the year about melissa being kicked off and and then jenna ortega leaving and it was just like like three movies for me to finally like all of these people and now they're all gone (laughs) So I am bummed about Scream as well. Ant-Man. Um, I was not expecting a Guardians movie. I think like like what Mark said, it was just kind of like Ant-Man's already on the fringe of like the MCU kind of stuff. Like, I don't know why it had to go full Guardians of the Galaxy instead of sticking to its own like 
Ant-Man vibe. Um, mm. So that was just weird to see. Like it just, it felt a bit out of place in its own like universe. Um, but the movie that I was most, most, most looking forward to last year was uh, Across the Spider-Verse part one. And it did not disappoint. That film was phenomenal. And I did not realize, I mean, obviously it has part one, like as a subtitle, but I did not realize that it would end on the massive, massive cliffhanger that it ended with. Um, and now we have to wait until 2025 for the next part, which is a bummer, but. I, I, uh, yeah. But I, we may talk about that episode. We did uh, review, uh, yeah. No, we, yeah, we did review it, but I was going to say we may talk about that film later on <laughs> in the episode. Um, Games-wise, so last year was a big shift for me, game-wise. Like, I uh, hadn't gamed really for a couple of years, um, or here and there, here and there. Like, um, And then my wife, lovely, uh, my lovely wife bought me a, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas, and... Last year, not not 2023 2022 uh, and then sort of through january i ended up playing like mario odyssey i was like mm-hmm. addicted and I, I know that didn't come out that year uh and then i played a few other things and it kind of gave me a little bit of a renaissance and i picked up a ps vita and i uh, went, went and picked up a bunch of other things and kind of got into gaming and then and then i kind of put it all aside until devon who joined us for a few episodes in, in december we, we got chatting about um the last of us part two mm-hmm. game and, and i had played it for like maybe 10 minutes and then through most of december i'm probably about halfway through the last of us part two <clears throat> and I, I, unfortunately over christmas i became really ill with some sort of flu or covid or something or other so that went out the window again um but anyway um i put down on my anticipated list hogwarts legacy the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom spider-man 2 on the ps5 now I just want to be honest, don't have a PS5. Thought I might have achieved one last year, but the prices just kept putting me off. And <laughs> I have not bought a PS5, uh, so therefore I've not played Spider-Man 2. However, and I've had to really make sure I don't read a single article about that game because you know people keep trying to ruin it. So I've yet I've yet to be ruined. And um please don't ruin it if you hear this. Anyway, um I didn't play, I didn't pick up uh Tears of the Kingdom because I haven't actually played the last game of Zelda. I've played a bit of it, but it's quite, it's actually a lot harder than I thought, and I haven't really given it the time of day. Now, Hogwarts Legacy, for anyone watching, I did get this for Christmas. Yes. And and I haven't played that much of it to really give an opinion of its greatness or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I've got, I'm only about, I want to say no more than an hour, hour and a half of gameplay here. Yeah. But from what I'm playing of it, I'm actually really enjoying it. I think Hogwarts is really good, so... So that one's a recommend? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think I, I did some research on it. Uh, they've released it on the PS4, the PS5. I, um, I didn't actually check anything out. I didn't check Xbox. Um, but they released it on the Switch as well. And from what I read was that it's a much lower quality version on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Like, it's obviously to fit on the cartridge. Because I was considering getting it on the Switch because I thought, oh, that might be quite cool to take with me when I play. Yeah. Um, so when I travel. And I was like, in the end, it put me off because I thought, well, actually, that like, this is so it's open world, and yeah. do I want to be like waiting <laughs> for the loading screen on my Switch when I'm going around? So anyway, I, I I asked for it on the PS4, and so whilst there are occasional loading screens on the PS4, 
I would imagine it's not anywhere on the level of what would be on the Switch. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, of that list, Hogwarts um, is the only one I actually played, and so far <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So. Okay, that's fair. Uh, my list was much smaller. Uh, the Expanse, which is one of my favorite TV series, uh, uh, released a game last year. Uh, I did not pick it up. I did not touch either of my consoles in 2023. Uh, I, well, that's not true. I turned them on when I moved to make sure that the connections at the new place were working. <laughs> so that's about <laughs> the only time I turned on my systems um, in 2023. So I did not at all keep up with gaming. Uh, the other thing on my list was The Wolf Among Us Part 2. However, that did not come out last year. It is now slated to come out at some point in this year, 2024. Uh, no actual release date for it yet, but... I love the first Telltale game of The Wolf Among Us, so I'm very excited. I'm still excited. Like when I saw this on my list again, I was like, oh yeah, I was excited about that. So I'm still excited about it. It comes out this year. That is a game I actually really wanted to to play. Like I haven't played the first first one. Oh, it's, so. it's cool. And it's, it's so cool because uh, it's set obviously in the Fables universe, which we did a book club episode on Fables. Um, mm. So it's really fun to kind of have that kind of cross borders i think it's meant to be set before fables started like so fables i think mm-hmm. it's like a prequel to the fables uh comic um anyway so that brings anticipated to a close and now we're gonna shout out what our favorite things of 2023 are da, da, da. however we're gonna start with ourselves yeah. so in, in 2023 we released many episodes mm-hmm. um and i'm gonna quickly shout them out just so you're all aware, listeners, uh, of our regular show uh, and the journey we went on. We, we kind of changed the format of the show. For, we, we did it towards the end of 2022 from episode 100 onwards. And we kind of we decided that our regular weekly show would be a, a review show of stuff that's adapted from the comic or gaming world. Mm-hmm. And although we may occasionally flex that a little bit but we actually released a really good series of episodes which we felt we enjoyed it ourselves we, we actually felt less pressure on ourselves yeah. to when the show first started we yeah we wanted to be more current and there's a lot of other people that are current and you can listen to them so it's nice that we found a format that suited us so mm-hmm. episode 109 we reviewed the joker which we've never neither of us watched before Episode 110 was Spawn. Episode 111 was Jonah Hex. Then uh, 112 and 13 was, and 14 was all three Ant-Man films. Mm -hmm. 115 was Werewolf by Night. 116 was Mm Man-Thing. 117 was Howard the Duck. 118 was Shazam. 19 was Shazam 2. Then we had a month of gaming films, uh, gaming film reviews. So we did Super Mario Brothers from 1993. That was a yeah, then <laughs> Super Mario Brothers from 2023, then Sonic the Hedgehog 2020, followed by Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, and then from episodes 124 all the way uh, to 128, we did all the Fantastic Four movies, including the documentary Doomed. Mm-hmm. Um, 129 and 130, we did both Spider-Verse movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we... Did Sweet Tooth season two? You finally got around to that. The Flash movie, 
And then episodes 133 all the way to episodes 136, we did all four of the original Batman movies, which uh, ended in Batman and Robin. Yeah. And we were, jo- we were joined in 136 by uh, our friend Adam from Go Figure. Um, we released actually a book club episode, which was uh, episode 15, uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle. That and then fun. And then we took uh, August and September off. We, we had a bit of a break and then we returned uh, at the start of October and for a whole, well, for quite a while, to be honest, we, from episode 137 all the way to 141, we covered the Blade TV, uh, Blade movies and then Blade that TV was series. Fun. That was so, fun. Uh, and then we, 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 we had a w- random one-off gaming uh, movie which which was Gran Turismo from 2023 which came out last surprisingly year surprisingly a good film I really really really, yeah, really good film yeah. and then we from episodes 143 all the way um to 146 we did all of the Guardians of the Galaxy so that was four Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. three films and a sort of a TV special, special. Uh, a ho- holiday special yeah so uh and actually during one of those episodes Mark didn't appear. So yeah, a first in 140 yeah. some odd episodes. Yeah. So Devon, yeah. uh who who joined us towards the end of the year, covered me. Uh, and then our final episode, our Christmas special was Late to the Party, episode 16, Scott Pilgrim Volume 4, which yes, will be everyone's favorite Christmas book. So <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> so it was a it was a specially long episode, that one as well. I think we, we yeah. Probably went away we we got ourselves. a bit nostalgic on that one so uh, yeah normally those book club episodes are a bit shorter but that yeah. one we're not went, sorry <laughs> i think i think that one went off the rails but yeah all the there was a to be honest i really enjoyed last year i felt yeah, it was a really good too. year for us i think it was actually i think our strongest year in terms of what we put out i know i'm blowing our own trumpet here but i enjoyed changing the style and i yes. know that was from the end of 2022 onwards but actually i think it put us in a good place 2023 I hopefully next this year we'll do more book clubs if we if we're able to. But I enjoyed the book clubs we did, mm-hmm. and I actually enjoyed the format that we changed. And I'm glad yeah. that we've actually dropped the news now. Um, yeah, I love like, the format uh, change because it gives us more time to, like, do other stuff. Like we both ended up much busier in 2023 than we thought we would be. So it's like I think I had more fun recording the podcast last year just because I didn't feel as much pressure. Yeah, like yeah. I have to go to the movie theater and I have to go to do all of these things. It's kind of like, no, if we just keep watching old stuff, I can stream it. And mm-hmm. that saves me the the anxiety and the stress of having to go and like move around my whole schedule to make it work. So I really I, think, I was I think, really I think, happy with it. I think from looking at this year, I think the only thing we'll have to go to the theater for will be Deadpool 3. Other than that, I think uh um this, this year doesn't it. seem right. as exciting <laughs> no, no. um anyway so of all of that content that we did do you have a particular favorite i absolutely do, <laughs> God, I no. do. okay <laughs> my favorite episode that we did in 2023 was episode 125 where we covered the documentary of the making of the fantastic four film the failed fantastic four film that documentary was so good like i have never watched something like back to back like i watched that documentary i went and i made my notes for the podcast and then i turned right around and i watched the documentary again like it was just so good like i there was so much information i didn't know like 
I feel like of all the episodes we did last year, that one covering the Fantastic Four, that so the whole month of May, all of the episodes that we did that month, they were all kind of like a whole learning experience and like kind of getting to peek behind the curtain of like the the whole Hollywood machine. And it was just so fascinating. And especially because like when we first put it on the schedule, I didn't like, I couldn't have cared less, right? It was just like, yeah, fine. We'll just do the Fantastic Four, whatever. And then it turned out to be like, my favorite run of episodes that we did the whole year, just because of all the background information that we got from it. So episode yeah. 125, if you guys have not listened to it, that one was definitely my favorite from last year. I, th- I think to be honest, what I did enjoy was that we did series of things. We did a few series of things like we did, obviously I've listed them all out, but I enjoyed that whole series of fantastic four. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was brilliant that we did it and really loved it. And I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll be honest. I, I really enjoyed the episode too, but I, I love the fact that we did blade and I yeah, love the blade fact that we did gardens. Too. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I love the fact that we did the four Batman movies yeah. uh, from the, you know, the original George Clooney and Michael Keaton and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was kind of actually planned. We didn't actually plan that. Uh, that wasn't going to be what we did. But after we watched The Flash, I was like, we've got to do these Batman films. Yeah. We've got, got to do them. And um, so I loved all of that too. But now in terms of a favourite episode, I really did enjoy that. But I, I think actually... I, I I want to go with, um, sorry, I was going to shout out the late to the party episode that we did, our final episode of the year last year with Robbie. I, I think it was just, we did go off the rails in terms yeah. of, uh, and by, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. And I, it's weird to think four years now that we've done late to the party. Um, sorry, four, yeah, four years, uh, well, as of June this year, we four years doing Geeks and Niche, but four years of actually reviewing Scott Pilgrim. And mm-hmm. it's crazy to think that, we just did volume one of Scott Pilgrim as a, and it was going to be a one-off. And then I think I said to you towards the December, the following year, actually, how cool would it be to do this every December, like to work our way through all six volumes. Uh-huh. And, and now it's like me, you and Robbie, <clears throat> it's become our thing. Like yeah. everybody has a Christmas <laughs> thing. Somehow yeah, so we, we bring a drink, we bring some good <sighs> times and we just talk about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, and to be honest, now it's like I keep going. I don't know what we're going to do after volume six. We've got two more years <laughs> left. But I think Robbie said, "Well, we'll just do the movie, and then we'll do the TV show." And, yeah, and actually, I'm sure we can do something else. Like you know, Brian Lee O'Malley, he's done other things. Maybe we bring those in. Maybe we, yeah, maybe yeah, he's done Snot Girl and and a few other things. Maybe we just do those afterwards. Like, I think Robbie made a joke going, "We'll do it all over again." I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. <laughs> like, no, I really think uh, we should just start our petition to Brian Lee O'Malley and be like, hey, so volume seven, volume Scott seven. Pilgrim, can you hear us out, please? <laughs> is there any way? It's a Christmas you know tradition. I mean? You don't understand how important this is to us. Could we please have a volume maybe seven? We could, maybe we should like petition him to actually do a Scott Pilgrim Christmas book. Like that <laughs> that would be it. Like, do you know what we've got? We've got, I've, I've got to maybe harass. I don't know if he's on social media, but we've got to find him. I'm sure he is. Like, anyway um now to jump into actually what is other people's stuff that they've put out which was our favorites not our own favorites i've put best read rather than best comic of the year so this is going to be our best of the of the 2023s and Mm -hmm. we'll start with our best read uh and so i struggled to like i say to, to get up on top of things i didn't read any books which i planned to um i i read a couple of graphic novels Obviously, I read the ones for our book club. I read the, um, there was a Joker graphic novel that I read. And uh, however, when I got on top of my comics, the one I enjoyed the most was Tom King's Nightwing. Mm-hmm. I think Tom King's Nightwing is is so good, <laughs> set in Bloodhaven. And 
I love his interactions with Batgirl. And um and I love I love I used to love the original Nightwing run in Bloodhaven. I loved the fact that it was separate from Gotham. You know, what you didn't have to worry about everything that was going on in Gotham City. It was I read Batman, but you didn't have to worry about all the intricacies. Actually, I love that we get to see a huge amount of world building in Tom mm-hmm. King's um, Bloodhaven. I really like it. The only time I really maybe dislike it a little bit is when we get into any kind of crossover type episodes or if Nightwing goes to go off a little bit here and there. But generally, it's a really strong, strong book. Um, sorry, I'll put Tom King. It's not Tom King, is it? Um, I've forgotten who writes it now. Apologies. But um, but not honestly, Nightwing is, is, is really good. So I really have to... Um, yeah, honestly, couldn't recommend You're gonna have it, to correct that right now. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I know. Um, yeah, so um, I, I know. Apologies. So um, oh, I don't know how I ended up writing down the wrong person. So I'll be honest with you, Tom King is Tom King is not somebody I particularly enjoy reading his stuff uh, in long form uh writing um i have to say well i am shouting at tom king i did read the first couple of issues of his penguin series that he launched this year and i, mm-hmm. and I liked it right okay so it's tom taylor is the author of uh, or the writer of nightwing and bruno redmondo is actually the illustrator who's, who's illustrated most of the comics yeah i couldn't recommend nightwing enough he started the run in 2021 and it's really strong like obviously i'd, I'd recommend it I'd, look obviously uh nightwing is a character that's been around a long time mm-hmm. and and i know actually jasmine I always says you, you always worry about going in yeah not knowing, jump in? not not knowing anything i seriously if you if you if you did fancy <clears> it they, they've got it as just volume one nightwing volume one mm-hmm. leaping into the light i would if you fancied it read it tom taylor tom taylor is a really good writer uh whilst i didn't enjoy tom taylor's superman run hit tom taylor's nightwing is really good so. good to know uh, my favorite read of 2023 is a webcomic, Korean webcomic. It is called <clears throat> Our Sunny Days. It is released on uh, a few different platforms. I read it on Blend and the English version. Um, it is just like this feel good kind of comic it, as of right now. Like it just finished up season one uh, last week. Um, it's like, this guy was uh, an orphan. He he was an orphan in Korea. He eventually uh, aged out of the foster system, joined the military. Then he got co-opted to the U.S. military, and then he left Korea for a while. And when he came back, he had a baby. Like he got a girl pregnant in in America, came back with a baby, and now he's raising a baby by himself. And he moves back to the village where he thinks his mom is from um and just kind of has to settle into village life as a single father um but it's just it's been so fun to read the artwork uh it's from an um i can't think of the creator's name but it's from the same person who wrote the story unromantic which was also one of my favorite uh webtoon reads that one is a few years old i think uh, unromantic was 2021 but the art is nice and soft the characters are lovable there's lots of charm um and the the non-speaking like little bumbling baby is very cute so our sunny days i highly recommend if you are into webtoons it was definitely of all the things i read uh last year on webtoons like it was my it was my favorite so our sunny days that gets my vote for 2023 
Oh, amazing. Um, TV show. Um, I actually... watched quite a few apple tv shows last year uh again i think my tv viewing habits have changed slightly I, i've become far removed from the the weekly 27 episodes season I'm telling uh, you, Ed. and um i do okay look there's some shows that actually i will allow um <laughs> i'll allow it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like F, like the FBI series, like they like they look some of yeah, them. Yeah, and those are just super procedural. Yeah, they are super procedural, but I still I I'll watch them. I I, I buy. Other than that, there's a lot of shows I've dropped out of. Grey's Anatomy, done. I'm done with that now. Yeah, well, it's been 83 years, so I know, I know. After 83 <laughs> seasons or whatever, yeah. I I just can't, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> you know, when when the quality is as as is as appalling as Grey's Anatomy is. Uh, which is a shame because it was so strong. Yeah. Like, it was so strong. Yeah. And that's why I think, in a way, my mindset has really changed around content. And and this is why I want to highlight this show, particularly, that I only watched it all all last year and I actually watched it all in December. Mm-hmm. So Silo was amazing. Bodies was amazing. So many... Um, uh, the Lazarus Project was amazing. Honestly, Lazarus Project was so good. Honestly, I really, de- honestly, I really debated whether to put that down as my best show. Oh man, um, yeah, really, like, really was edging there. But anyway, yeah. the show I want to put down, and this is a show that's not like me to watch. Honestly, it's not like me to watch. I watched all three seasons of it, and this is why I quite like this now. It's a show that's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Oh, okay. So Ted Lasso, it's an Apple TV yes. show. Uh, have you ever watched Ted Lasso? No, I've heard only good things about it, though. So it's a real feel-good drama mm-hmm. comedy, and sometimes it is real drama. Like there's sometimes where you can really feel the the emotion and the tears and all the rest of it. But I watched all three seasons over Christmas, and I was just like, I couldn't couldn't watch anything else. It was just, it was yeah, just so you were good. hooked. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, the idea of bringing an American. Um, obviously football in an america coach across to america to england to be the the manager of of an english football team mm-hmm. uh, who had, had didn't know anything about football yeah to bring him over and and obviously the, the premise here is that the the owner of the club has got divorced she's bought the club or she now owns the club in a divorce settlement from her, her ex-husband and she brings ted lasso across because she wants him to fail and she wants to destroy the club that she's taken over. So you've got her character journey with Rebecca throughout throughout all three seasons. And obviously she doesn't want to destroy the club in the end. Yeah. Um, and then Ted Lasso, who goes from day one not knowing anything. And one of my favourite moments in season three is, I, it might, I, I think it was in the final episode, where the team they were playing get a goal in. And an ongoing joke had been throughout Ted Lasso that he didn't know what the offside rule, rule was. And um, and then they, they, the team they're playing, they score. And everyone's like, no, no. Ted Lasso starts laughing. And everyone's like, why are you laughing? He went, you watched, that was offside. And he actually knew by the final episode, he finally knew what the offside rule was. And honestly, <laughs> there's so many good moments throughout Ted Lasso. I'm not joking, just... The relationships with some of the the side characters and as well i mean there's his his sort of main coach is a guy called beard and and, and whilst he they, there's not a vast amount of character development on beard he, he's just brilliant as well yeah. honestly like so much of it's so good and i love the way it ends 
and this isn't a spoiler for the show at all, but one of the characters <clears throat> presents to Rebecca a project to create uh, an AFC Richmond women's team. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I'd love it if they were to create... You can imagine, though, if they were to do a spin-off, it would be similar premise that they bring across some female yeah. from America to manage the women's team. Or, yeah. or, you know, or, you know, maybe, or maybe it's from Australia or something. I, I don't know. Maybe they play around with the format, but... Uh, they, they what they said the creators of the show have said it's the end for now so ted lasso has mm. gone back to america and the club is in a much different place rebecca is in a completely different place from where she started yeah and and it was oh, so good I, I honestly couldn't recommend it enough and and you don't need to i think some people probably get put off by the idea that it's football and um, you don't need to but, know but honestly you don't, like honestly watch it i'm not the biggest sports fan at all but i i loved it and, now did you watch uh, it with your kids because both your kids play soccer so football sorry language <laughs> in it and other things uh, is quite quite inappropriate sometimes. okay 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 however however my youngest i did allow her to watch bits of the final episode of me because mm-hmm. the final episode they play so so the team that ted lasso manages is a made-up team called afc richmond that doesn't mm-hmm. exist However, they did play a real team in the in the final episode called West Ham. Oh, I know uh, West Ham. Yeah, and, and um and uh, my youngest did want to watch it with me. So what I had to do was once we got once we got into the sort of football game, yeah, it was kind of the football game. But if there was anything that I saw was going to be inappropriate, I just skipped like oh, through. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, she she loved it with, with me, and she she was like really like oh. Yeah. Are they going to win? Are they going to win? Like yeah. she's getting all into it because was yeah, it's like a real game to her. Like right, really, right. Like, and uh, what was quite funny was a couple. I don't know when it was. A week or so later, we were on the train, and she just kept shouting out AFC Richmond. Like, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> you know, they're not real. Like, so, um, but what's amazing? Do you know what's amazing is if you go onto Twitter uh, uh, or X uh, and type in AFC Richmond, there's like even Chelsea um, Football Club have got into it, and you know, they're. I just didn't realize how much people were into yeah. to, to Lasso. Ted Lasso um, is huge. So yeah. I, even even like real football clubs have got behind Ted Lasso. Yeah. Even Ted Lasso was in one of the last FIFA games. So Oh really? You know no, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. not. So that's um, fun. Yeah, I didn't know like and all the char- the characters that were in AFC Richmond, you can play at that's as them in hilarious. So um but no, do you I know what didn't... movie taught me the offside rule? Uh, before i started watching because i used to watch epl um chelsea was my favorite team back when dda drogba still played for chelsea but uh bend it like beckham in in the sequence where the what no i've never seen it (coughs) what What? okay we're talking about that after we stop recording but there's a scene where uh kira knightley's parents are like talking about football and like her mom is just like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I don't understand why my daughter, because like her, she wants like a girly girl daughter. And she's like, I don't understand why my daughter even plays this like ridiculous sport. And the dad is just like so excited that his daughter plays soccer. Um, and so like finally, eventually the mom comes around and she's like, Okay, fine. I guess like I can't get her to get off of soccer. Like, teach me the, the rules of the game. And so he teaches her like positions on the field, but he's using like salt shakers and like tableware pieces on their dining room table and he teaches her the offside rule with salt and pepper shakers and so that's when i learned what what offsides was I, one of the reasons i didn't watch it previously is i've never really been interested in sport at oh, all like especially gosh. football and then i've now got two girls <clears throat> who 
absolutely love football yeah uh, they're like football mad well, now you've got Chelsea. two sports nuts like know, you're gonna know, be in they... sports for the rest of your life man I do you know on Thursday <laughs> evening I literally had to drive Lara to a thing on at five o'clock where she ha- now she's coaching young kids like doing it and then I then had to drive her and then after that finished went home briefly both had dinner and then I had to drive her to her training for like which <laughs> was seven to eight and I was just like do you know what and then then she's like going about can I pick her up on a Monday and a Tuesday for football school went no like I'm, I'm, like <laughs> like because you, you play on a Monday night as well like what when what, what you know when am I gonna have a life so and <laughs> you I don't so, you don't like, I said to her, if she wants to do the Monday and Tuesday at school, she's going to have to get the bus home. I, 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 she gets a school bus, but I said, you'll have to just get the public bus. I can't can't just forever mm-hmm. be be picking you up for, for, and running you around. Because that would be Monday, Tuesday and, and Thursday. And also the Thursday thing, I have to take it to two things in the night. Like, so was, yeah. yeah, My oh, parents then, loved it when I finally stopped playing sports because then they didn't have to drive my ass everywhere. Well, and then obviously we've got season tickets for Chelsea women as well. So like this, uh, not not this Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to see Chelsea uh, women play Manchester. So uh, and, and City or United? Wants, um, United. Um, and then and then next month she wants me to do something else with Chelsea as well. And I was just like, Fleck. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Who doesn't so, like sports is now doing five days a week of sports. I know, I know. It's just like the guy, the guy who had no interest in I mean, oh, I like doing I, I like love doing, it. I like doing my own, going running or, or or cycling or going to the gym. But like, yeah, now now I've become. Sometimes you know, like sometimes the girls will take over the TV and want to watch Chelsea play on the TV, and me and my wife are just like, right, okay, well, where should we go then? Like, they're, and they're both screaming and shouting at the TV, and they're nine and and thirteen. Like, so that is so um, funny. Oh man, that is so funny to me. And, uh, and the weird thing is that there was no influence from me at all. Like, yeah. The, so, anyway, what was your favorite TV show? So my favorite TV show was surprising to me anyway. It is an anime that came out last year. Uh, I had another one on my list, but it came out actually in 2018. And I just mm. only watched it for the first time last year. So this one bumped that one out of the way. But it's called My Boss is Goofy. And oh, I remember you mentioning this. Yes. Oh, my God. It like my my 2023, like in my personal slash professional life outside of podcasting got ridiculously busy. And because I got so busy, it was just, I did not have like the free time anymore to just kind of sit and do like Netflix until like it was just non-existent. And so like, there would be some days where I'd just be, I'd still be so wound up when I finally finished working. And when I found this anime, it was just so silly. It's so silly and it's so sweet. And it's really about this guy who had an awful boss that his boss was so bad. He developed an ulcer and he still has like PTSD from working at his previous company. His boss would like throw hot coffee on him, like kick him in the hallways, like just abuse him in all kinds of ways. So he quit, got a new job and he loves his new manager. Like his new manager is just the sweetest, nicest, actual like mentor that he could have asked for. But the series, it's just, it's just so calming. Like at the end of like a stressful day, I can spend 25 minutes sitting on my couch. And like, by the time one episode is over, I feel better. <laughs> like not just the guy in the TV show, but I feel better too. I'm like, wow, your boss is amazing. <laughs> so it was just kind of like my wind down show um, toward the end of 2023. And I just, 
have absolutely fallen in love with my new boss's goofy. It's just, it's so endearing and it's so heartwarming and it's just impossible not to smile while you're watching it. I think that sounds pretty cool. And it sounds like some people that I may have worked for in the past. <laughs> Probably, right? Uh, <laughs> um, right. Okay. Gaming wise, it's just me here. Um, so I'm going to be honest with you. What the game I played, I played Mario Odyssey, loved it. I know it didn't come out in 2023, so it's not a favorite. Um, the Last of Us Part Two, I, I'm around halfway through, which I played throughout December, and I'll be honest, absolutely loved it. Uh, I can see why that was a massive success when it came out. As as we're talking about 2024, um, now this wasn't a Christmas present. Um, I had vouchers which I saved up, and I bought Mario Wonder, and I got it just after Christmas. And it's a simple game, honestly. It's very much an update on the kind of Game Boy or um, 3DS Excel kind of Mario games. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, it's kind of. I wouldn't say it's a 2D or a 3D. It's like what do they call it? 2.5D or something like that. And um, I don't know. Maybe I might be making that up. But it's it's a it's a platform scroller. Uh -huh. You know, Mario is moving from you know left to right and jumps up and down. But you can play as any of them: Mario, Luigi. Uh, and also the other thing you can do is have four people playing the characters and you can work almost as a team moving through the through the thing. That's um, cool. And actually the level I was just playing before I came on here, you actually do need two players to do, do the level, which I, I was like, oh, I can't do that now. It's it's late. Yeah. Um, but no, this is a really nice game. It's a, it's not it's not complicated in any way, but I, I'm going to having only played two games that came out last year, um, which was Hogwarts and this one. And. I'm not completely either, but Mario Wonder definitely stands out. I really, really loved it. Yeah. And and in honesty, I'm glad that last year I got a lot more into gaming than than I have for a long time. Yeah. And, and it's like almost like every couple of weeks you would come on and you'd be like, look what I got. Look what I got. Oh yeah. Like I was I was going through like marketplace and finding Game Boys and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I was like, I, I would even drive like 20 minutes to go and pick up a, a 10 pound Game Boy because like people sell them for like 50 quid still or whatever. Um but do you know what? I one of the reasons I started playing The Last of Us again towards the end of the year, because um, work again, like you, work became insane. Mm -hmm. And I was chatting to a customer of mine, and and we, we've never actually met. Um, we, we speak on the phone or email, and we've done Zooms. Uh, we're actually going to meet next week for the first time in in, in real life. And um, it's quite nice when you chat to customers and they say things that are like a bit more personal. And he was chatting about gaming and. Uh, we were both talking about getting stressed through work and I kind of said to him, oh, what do you do to chill out? And it shocked me. He said, well, I actually quite like to game. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was yeah. really taken back by a customer telling me. And he played a game I've never played before called Ark. And, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've heard of Ark. And uh, he said, I just, he said, I'll get lost in it for hours. And he said, it's yeah. a really good way of switching off. Yeah, because it's one of those where... like builder games. Like, oh, is it like a Sim City, but more of a sci-fi? Well, like you're kind of... you're building settlements, but you also have to fight dinosaurs and like <laughs> uh, collect resources and do all of the. But it's he's right yeah. there. It's super easy to get lost in that kind of game, just because it's yeah. like I need to go mining for this metal, or I need to go find this wood. So, so I said to him, "That's a really good idea," because I was saying to him about it's difficult to unwind after work and family and the rest of it. And then I found with The Last of Us, sometimes I put it on at nine o'clock at night and suddenly it was midnight and i was like actually this is actually a really good stress reliever i would have to turn it off at least an hour before i went to bed so mm -hmm. i'd have to make sure I, I i stopped in the end playing it till midnight and just 
put it on to like 11 on then mm-hmm. an hour to relax but no it was honestly a really good i i would say <clears throat> if you're someone that's stressed out there's many techniques but gaming honestly mm-hmm. it, it adds i suppose it stresses you out in a different way if you're worried about getting killed from from a, a zombie yeah. of some sort <laughs> but like it, it does take your mind off of if you've had oh, a yeah. tough day right uh, and i'd say i'd say yeah in general gaming is such a good stress reliever yeah but no mario one even mario wonder though you can still sometimes be like effing and blinding because you're just like oh, dying for the fifth time yeah for, from a stupid ball that rolls down the floor or whatever <laughs> uh so um but yeah no just mario wonder for me stood out as a really good game i really enjoyed it so um, nice but anyway, movies wise, we both picked uh, the same one. We picked the same one. So honestly, that I watched. You know what? In two thousand and twenty-three, I got myself one of those passes for the cinema premiere mm-hmm. membership. I could go unlimited. Sometimes I would go twice a week, and I actually did watch some re-releases. I watched a lot of movies, and I I actually kept a list because I knew there's no way that I could remember. And I checked my list before we recorded. I watched 50 movies that came out last year. Wow. Uh, now, I, I think of that list, only 25 I probably saw in the cinema. Uh-huh. But that's way more than I normally would watch because, you know, the cinema's getting expensive now. So like £10 yeah. a ticket. And when you're spending £15 a month to go unlimited, I do make sure I go regularly. Uh, and that's why I feel really pleased with this particular one that I can say this is the best movie of last year. And, and yeah, there was a lot of good movies that came out last year. Oppenheimer was was phenomenal, and honestly, there's so many good movies that came out. And it was a real year last year for product placement movies. You know, we had we had Barbie. Air, we had te- te- yeah, we had Barbie, we had Air, we had BlackBerry, we had Tetris. Um, and honestly, t- Tetris, you know, if I was doing the top ten, Tetris would be so close to number one. Really loved it, but I, I don't know if you kept a particular list. I, I know you didn't watch as many as me, yeah, but yeah. you did. You but you did watch. You did watch a few. I probably saw at least ten movies. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. For the whole um, so we both came to Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I I actually called that pretty early in the year. Has that been my top top movie? And so as, good. as yeah, and, and like you, I. I, I was like the last 15 minutes I remember so I went with my two doors to see it because they were so excited and I turned to my youngest I said I just want you to know because I can see where this is going it, this is going to end to be continued and I was like the build-up I've never felt like the excitement and, and anxiety from a from an animated movie before yeah it's just honestly such a good movie I couldn't recommend this enough like if you like, I, you know, I recommend this to my mum and she won't watch it because it's animated. She's like, no, I'm not watching this cartoon. Like, I'm not, no, like I, know you're, I know you're older, but please, it's just yeah. so good. This is honestly Avengers Endgame level movie. This this is just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So for anybody who hasn't listened to our episode already, it was episode 130 where we covered the Across the Spider-Verse. But I mean, I just, I remember walking out of that movie and thinking like, I honestly didn't think that they would be able to top the first one, you know, like the first one was so good and it was so innovative and the animation was so different and so unique and just so freaking cool, but they did it even better in this one oh, because like each of the spider people has their own animation style. So like when we are in Gwen's world, Gwen has an animation style. When we are in Hobie's world, Hobie has his own animation style. Like 
it was the coolest freaking thing to see. I mean, Lego like, Spider-Man. Lego oh Spider-Man. That and that was animated by a teenager. I know, I know, because he did it on YouTube and then they were yeah. like, no, no, you gotta come do it for us. Yeah. So, so yeah, across the Spider-Verse was just honestly just as innovative as the first film, but also like still had its very own unique voice. Um, and it's just like I am so, so excited. Like I like the anticipation is just it continues to be like super up there like super high for the third film whereas you know sometimes like uh, a lot of the franchises fall into that sequel trap where like the second one is just kind of like ooh, that was <laughs> that that one really took a dive but like this one didn't and because the second one was just as good like i have such high hopes for the third film i hope they don't us down i don't think they will i don't think they will no so the next two things i just wrote down and and jasmine hasn't got anything to add here but I, I last year I drive a lot for work and I'm not a driver I but I just like drive to uh, customer meetings and and stuff like that and also because of where I live now I've moved a bit further away from London and, and even driving down to my family and stuff like that it can take a bit of a drive and I, I that's hence why I got into those crime podcasts like just you know i had something to listen to in the car Mm -hmm. and i i was still i still found like that i would be listening to music from 1994 well nothing wrong with that because clearly that's my decade but i was like you know i wouldn't mind listening to some new stuff and Mm -hmm. so i I, and i've no idea what and i'm gonna sound like an old man now i've no idea what's popular now i've got no idea so i googled i actually googled like stuff to listen to in 2024 or 23 and i found um a a group called uh boy genius and they they released uh, a record they released an album called uh the record which is a really kind of really i don't know inventive and Mm -hmm every single track is really really different and i couldn't couldn't really recommend them enough that and, and i and when you look on a lot of people's this they're they're actually um uh here, here we go i couldn't find they're actually on that album has made a lot of people's top tens now that mm-hmm. is it's one of those uh what they describe them as like a super group you know where it was a load of individual artists or I've, uh, oh. you know, or, so the, the group is made up of julian baker phoebe bridges and lucy uh dacus and so they're they're individual careers and they got together and initially it was meant to be like a project where they and i think they they did a couple of tracks together and suddenly it turned into uh like a full album so they did an EP in 2018 and then it's turned into a full album. And I listened to, a, I did listen to other things outside of this. I probably listened to maybe four or five albums that came out last year, but I kept coming back to the record. I thought it was really good. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend it. So. Nice. Um, and then I wanted to put down something live. I only put it down live because uh, I did actually go to a few live things last year. So I went and saw uh, some bands and, um, however, this particular thing I went and saw, I haven't had a chance to speak to you about it because I did it over Christmas. Uh, I booked the tickets for this in April last year, and this is something, I'm not joking, I've been wanting to do this for years. Uh-huh. So at the Barbican in London, they have they do a lot of um, limited release and special stuff and you know, not, not stuff that's on... Um, yeah, on the main main mm-hmm. sort of West End or whatever. So they they every every year around Christmas time they do a limited release of something adapted from Studio Ghibli. 
Hmm. And I've, I've seen it. I've seen them a few times having them. And every time I go and look it up, the tickets are sold out. So I, I put myself down on the mailing list and I actually managed to get tickets when they came out for My Neighbour Totoro, which mm-hmm. was out. Uh, it came out around November time and it's on until March at the Barbican. And I went, I booked, booked six tickets for me and my wife, my kids, and I brought my mum and dad. Now, my mum and dad, no idea. <laughs> so they, when I gave them tickets for Christmas, they were like, no idea what this is, but I'm sure we'll have a good time. And my mum and dad loved it. And it was just so good. Yeah. Honestly, so like the puppeteering. Oh, have you seen cool. have you seen My Neighbor Totoro, the film? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't seen the film? Oh, no. honestly, please, please watch the film. As an anime lover that you are, like so I know. I'm I'm behind on like the classics. Like so just to see I'm not joking, just to see Totoro on stage, mm-hmm. just it was phenomenal. It was just so, That's so good. cool. And the acting was so good. So it was done by the Royal Shakespeare Company. Uh, and honestly, just so good like if anyone's listening now and they uh live in london honestly i don't know if there's even tickets going but it finishes around the 24th of march or something so you've got roughly two months so jasmine if you want to jump on a plane um it's a very expensive ticket for you but honestly you do you know what you would honestly love my neighbor totoro Um, i saw the lion king uh, a long time ago on when it came to houston like their version of the broadway show and it was phenomenal so um, it would be good so that, that's kind of our best stores of the year, our number ones, so to speak. But that brings 2023 to a close. And we're going to just shout out some things we're looking forward to. We're not going to go into a massive amount of detail here. Um, I, I I do want probably to to laugh at Jasmine's choice of uh, movie anticipation. Um, but <laughs> equally, she can laugh at my, my second yes, one I as well. Yes, I am definitely so. laughing at one of yours. So... so. <laughs> So for anticipated, we're just going to break it down into usual categories. But for movies, I've put down two choices, not not as many as last year. I'll, I'll be honest, I looked at the 2024 list and there's not that much really jumping out at me. Look, there's films that are probably going to be good. Gladiator 2 probably will be good. Um, but you know, it, it, I'm sure it'll be good, but I'm not, uh, yes, I'm not but... excited about it. I'm not, it's, like, it's like, you know what we said about Joker, really good movie, but... Mm-hmm didn't particularly care about it um anyways i put down two choices deadpool 3 it's going to be amazing i don't care it, it probably will be a cameo fest but it'll be good i oh, yeah. um and the other film which i know people are gonna be crap for and i do admit it probably will be awful <laughs> but i'm still looking forward to it i want to see madam webb like, I actually really want to see oh, it. I just don't know, man. Like that trailer did not inspire any level of confidence in me about that film. I, I'm looking forward to it because it's going to have a lot of spy, female spider-related characters. Whilst I think Sony will do their usual and bomb that movie hard, I, I'm i still excited for it. So, yeah. What, what, what are you looking forward to? Uh, surprisingly... <laughs> I was shocked at my own decision. Like there's stuff like Mortal Kombat 2 and uh like Beetlejuice 2. I'm I'm interested in in those, but not I don't know. I, I just have to give credit to the people who cut the trailer. But uh when I saw that first trailer for Craven, I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. Um also Russell Crowe is in it, and Russell Crowe is one of my absolute favorites. So it's like I don't know. Am I excited about Craven? I don't. I don't think excited is the word that I would use. But like, 
I do, I do be honest, the trailer, it shocked me that it was yeah, yeah. like as dark as it was. And, and, right. and, and I think that's also another reason that I was kind of into it. I was like, this is, this, this could be interesting. Um, and also like when I saw Aaron Taylor Johnson in Bullet Train, the Netflix movie, he was so good in that movie. Like, oh, I haven't seen that. So much. Oh my god, it's so good. And he was so much better than he was like in Godzilla or in X Men. Like, and so seeing his range be better in that film gave me a little bit more confidence in in Craven actually being a decent feature. So I, I actually do want to see that movie too. We'll have to. I know. Uh... We'll have to make sure we get to the theater for Deadpool and Craven. Yeah. And of so, course, there's also Sonic, Sonic 3. Yeah, that's like December or something. But yeah, that's we'll a ways have, out. yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll have to go. I probably will go and see Sonic because, yeah, the and... first two have been so fun. Like, I've, I have really, really enjoyed the Sonic like live action series. Uh, so I would definitely watch Sonic 3. Okay. So I know you'll be getting you to the cinema for Deadpool 3, Craven, <laughs> and Sonic. So and I'll probably see at least five movies in the theater this yeah. year. Yeah um right so tv stuff that we're looking forward to I- i'll be honest this is the one i am most hyped for okay okay tell me the, why the walking dead the ones who live finally who's that finally that's that's a helicopter people so that's going to be rick and michonne oh uh, it's their movie finally yeah it, well it's a tv series now the movie's now uh, not happening the movie's not happening i okay, don't know okay. what happened i think it was like in one of those development hill things for ages yeah so it's now going to be a mini series I, I i don't know how many episodes probably six or something okay uh, and finally they've released a little teaser for it with um rick and michonne so we will finally find the helicopter people who are called CRM, by the way. But okay. um, oh, they do—they have said what the name is. Something Republic. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, the miss. Hopefully, the mystery of the CRM will be resolved. Okay. I really don't want this to be a ongoing season one, season two. I, I would like if it's an event rather than. No, it won't be. I just, I Walking find it Dead has been going on since the beginning of time. Walking Dead is going to turn into Grey's Anatomy. Like Walking Dead is going to be season twenty nine. Well, to be honest with you, so we had we had Dead City come out last year, and mm-hmm. we had Daryl Dixon, and they were both short seasons, six episodes, real pruned down um, cast. Mm-hmm. Both of them were really strong, mm-hmm. like they were really good. Uh, and I have to say, Daryl Dixon, that probably would be in my top ten of last year. Really. But, yeah, it was really good. Well, I love the fact that it was Daryl Dixon. It was in France. It was we got to see you know Paris. Uh, and it how, how did he get there? They did do a flashback episode in Daryl Dixon, in which uh, it wasn't a whole flashback episode, but they showed flashes of it. Basically, he um, was in some sort of factory or something or other, and um, in America and he's fighting somebody and his only way out was he like, I can't remember exactly, but he was jumping off something. And as he jumps off, I think he gets knocked out or something and ends up landing in a boat, which the boat obviously falls off the, um, out of the factory and probably leads it. It's hugely unlikely that he's suddenly asleep throughout the whole of the Atlantic and rocks up in Paris. Yeah. But that's basically what happened. Uh, So, I mean, I know it's unlikely that, the chances of that boat drifting nicely across the sea right. with not a single storm or, or, or anything. Yeah. You never know. There must be occasions when the Atlantic is nice and calm. Also, uh, it's cold. Like, that's, <laughs> it's, it's very cold up north in the Atlantic. 
So, I mean, maybe it was August. So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so, that's basically what happens. And he kind of rocks up. That's from memory. That, that series obviously came out like six months ago. Daryl Dixon, though, was really good. And yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't wandering through forests as yeah. most of 10 seasons of The Walking Dead were, was just walking through the woods. However, this was good though. I liked the fact that it was city settings and and there's a main female character in Daryl Dixon um, who did a flashback episode or a part of a flashback episode where we got to see her in Paris as all the chaos was kicking off and I thought mm. that was cool as well. So I liked it and sometimes you see them speaking in French and a lot of the time they just speak in English with a French accent because mm-hmm. obviously they know the audience is English or English speaking but it was still, it was good and um yeah, it, they kept finding different ways to make excuses of speaking English because Daryl obviously doesn't speak French. So. Yeah. But that would have been really cool if it, if it actually turned out that Daryl did speak French mm-hmm. and they would have a whole episode in French. That would be cool. So, uh, and the teaser for that, for season two, is that Carol will actually be joining. So I doubt they're going to be retitling it, Carol and Daryl, as we wanted it to be called, but... Like, but no, it was good. It was really good. But no, I honestly, I'm really looking forward to finally seeing what happened to Rick when he got flown yeah. off in that helicopter like 10 years ago when he, he left. Yeah, at this point, 10 years ago. So, yeah. The other two things I was looking forward to, I won't speak about those in detail now, but Pen- The Penguin, which is the Batman spin-off TV series, and You Season 5, which is the final season. I- I've been addicted to You since it came out. I think it's great. So, mm-hmm. you know. So you're going to just keep it going. Well, no, this is the final season of you. So that's yeah. that's it. Now um he's finally home in New York. So season one was in New York and then he's sort of traveled the world and now he's back in New York. Okay. So I only watched the I, I think I only watched half of the first season. So oh, yeah, I love it. So anyway, what about you? I've only got one thing on my list because I just honestly I feel like 2024 is going to be the kind of year that if we are not covering it on the podcast. I am not watching it. Like I just don't see myself having that kind of leisure time this year, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so this thing that's on my list has been on my radar for a while because it was already a live action series uh, and it became an anime. It just came out like a couple of days ago. Uh, it is called Cherry Magic. 30 years of virginity can make you a wizard. Um, it's on Crunchyroll and it is, it's a BL kind of, uh, anime. And it's literally about this guy who he's a salary man, but he's also a virgin and he's also gay. And he's just like, never had an opportunity to like date anybody or anything like that. And so now he has this new job where he has a crush on, um, one of his colleagues. So, um, actually was planning on watching the first episode when we get off of, when we stop recording today. So, I'll let you know how that one goes, but yeah, that's on my list. Cherry Magic. It's like <laughs> it's, it's um, a if, manga that's been around for a while. I think it's on like volume twenty-eight or something. Oh bloody hell! It's like if Panic at the Disco wrote. I know wrote I, the freaking title. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Cherry Magic. Thirty years of virginity can make you a wizard. Mm-hmm. Do you just call it Cherry Magic? Yes, you just call it Cherry Magic. Oh, but okay. apparently, okay. that's some kind of superstition in Japan. Like that's what? the whole premise is that this is. That is what this is based on. Well, I don't believe in superstitions. So I'm okay. So, like, uh, um, right. Okay. Reads wise, I'll be honest with you. I've 
over the Christmas period, I re- yeah, I've kind of thought about this a little bit earlier in the in the episode was you know that that pool that pool list and that that, that to be read pile just gets bigger mm-hmm. and bigger, and I actually never get around to reading anything. Um, I did actually sorry, I forgot to say I did read a couple of books last year. I read uh, why I'm not talking to white people about racism anymore, mm-hmm. uh, and I read um, I read the subtle art of not giving an F as well. So I did read some books that are, you know nonfiction, books. yeah. 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 Uh, um, however, last year I did pick up a bunch of other books and I just didn't get reading them. Like I'm looking at them on my shelf and I'm just, they're never even going to get picked up. And even my wife said to me, you just never read anything. And I was like, I never get flipping time. Yeah. So, and I had this whole moment uh, over Christmas. So I was like, do you know what? There's way too much content and comics is just another form. And mm-hmm. if I don't know how many published comics they publish a month, something like over a hundred comics must be released a month from Marvel, DC, Image and all the various independents. And and we've had this conversation separately about we don't know how half our friends in the comic book world read these things as well as everything else. But I'm not sure they do do everything else. I think they just do comics. And I don't want to be just comics. I'm sorry. Like, there's a lot of stuff I enjoy and I can't just be comics. And so I know that if I dedicate a whole evening to reading comics, that's the whole evening that I could have been doing something else. Right, Um, right. And I do, I do enjoy comics, don't get me wrong, but I, I can't. But, yeah, so I looked at what's coming out this year. And and also the other thing, as terrible as it sounds, not a lot of it particularly excited me. Like Marvel and DC do kind of rinse and repeat stuff a lot. Um, and the two things I'm going to say here that I'm looking forward to, one of them probably is a bit of a rinse and repeat, but Joker Year One, which is going to be in the main Batman ongoing series, and apparently they are finally going to do the Joker's origin story. Now from a comic book wise i don't mind that so much the movie i wasn't Mm -hmm. particularly bothered about but because they've teased so much of him over the years in the comics i i am interested especially as i've read things like the three jokers and i just want to and the the killing joke i'd like to see if they actually do commit because those things are all outside of continuity although they do occasionally allude to them but they never Mm -hmm. say outright it would be weird to think if they actually do in continuity give the joker an origin which yeah. that would be something that they've not done before ever. Um, yeah. That, that, that I'm aware of. I'm aware of if I'm wrong, please let me know. The other thing I'm looking forward to, and it did come out this week. I just haven't picked it up yet is the new ultimate Spider-Man that's come out as of this month. Um, and it's uh, by Jonathan Hickman. And a lot of people are excited about it because it's actually going to be the one thing we've never got before. It's mm-hmm. Spider-Man as a family married to Mary Jane with two children. And, and that's just something that we don't see. So yeah. I'm excited for this change of. So, well, I don't have like fun. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm going to enjoy reading them, but like, I don't have comics or, or manga that I'm, extremely looking forward to this year uh but there are two non-fiction books that i am very interested in getting my hands on one of them uh, it's called take back your brain it's from uh, a woman that i follow i've been following her for a couple of years now she has a podcast called unfuck your brain um and so she's writing a book and then another person that i discovered on instagram she she goes by your rich bff and she like always starts all of her videos off with hey it's vivian your favorite wall street girly um she's got a book coming out called rich as fuck uh so that's also something that is on my watch list for this year so 
obviously 2024 is the year I'm trying to get my money right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so gaming-wise, we've both put down two things uh, that we're looking forward to, and I've no idea when this one comes out for me. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but I am aware it comes out this year. So Tomb Raider Remastered, which is the original PlayStation Tomb Raider games, Ooh. the first first three, they're okay. doing a remastered version. I think it's coming out on all platforms, but the one I, I, I have a PS4 and hopefully in at some point a PS5. However, I want to buy it for the Switch because I think it would be really cool to... They're simple games, aren't they, really? Yeah. Now, now, now they're simple games, but yeah. then they weren't. I think it'd be really cool to have it on the Switch and just carry it around with me. So yeah, like... I think that one could be like a really fun kind of mindless thing. Like I got ten yeah. minutes. Let me see if I can get through this ruin. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't carry the Switch around with me every day or anything, but yeah. on the odd occasion, I have to get the train somewhere or something. I do grab the Switch. Like mm-hmm. I went um, <clears throat> a week ago, I had to get the train somewhere, and I brought the Switch with me, and it was pretty cool. So yeah. to, to be able to play on the play on the train. So. Yeah, being portable. That's where it's at <laughs> these days. And the one I'm looking forward to is the one behind me here. It is Exodus. It has no release date. I don't know if it's coming out in 2024. It probably isn't given the fact that it is such a huge, huge uh, AAA game. Uh, But it was the thing that I was most excited about at the Game Awards as well. Uh, It is from the, some of the same developers of Mass Effect, which of course everyone should know by now is my favorite video game of all time. Um, So I am super excited to get my hands on this one. Now, this one, if it does come out in 2024, I would have to make room in my schedule to pick it up and play it because it just looks so exciting. It's space travel, traveling to all these worlds, collecting resources um, and bringing them back to your people so that you know you keep Earth alive, essentially. Uh, but it's like 100% my jam. It takes place in space. You have big guns. There's aliens. You're planet hunting there's romance arcs it's a story there's lots of cinematics like it's third person shooter very important um so i'm very excited about exodus i I think that sounds really cool the picture behind you looks amazing yeah so i yeah i think i think you know going through this with you we've really pruned down what our anticipates are we've kind of changed to think a lot of how we we work so we realize we're both busy um, but equally, I think we've moved away from the mass consumption. And yeah. um, I'm trying um, not to let other people's hype get to me. That's that's kind of what has changed for me this year. It's like, oh, everybody is excited about this one thing. It's like, oh, well, maybe I should be I excited remember, too. Well, I remember the one thing I was really excited for last year was the Flash movie. I probably would say that was mm-hmm. the most because I've just... I don't know. I thought it was going to be what better. I think. I, I well, I thought it was going to be better, but I think I think I thought it was going to be what Deadpool three is going to be. Oh, um, an actual think, like expansion into this new world. Yeah, and I thought because of all this whole Jimmy Gunn rebuild in the DCU, I thought the Flash might actually end with you know the promise of what's to come, but actually yeah. just ended with a stupid George Clooney cameo. It's yeah. Just, like and uh, honestly, what whilst yeah okay now I'm not as angry about it as I was when I first watched it, but I thought I thought the Flash might deliver and it, it, it didn't. I mean, Michael Keaton was obviously really good and yeah. Supergirl was really good. I can't remember her name, but the girl who played Supergirl was really good. But unfortunately, the guy who plays the Flash is just flipping awful. Like just and I'm not talking about his whole controversial lifestyle. He's just a terrible actor. Like he just like just and also his version of the Flash is a joke. So. It was just, it was a terrible movie all over. And I, it was annoying. And I, I think that was also the hype around that. It, it, mm-hmm. I, I was probably built off of 
I think other people were really looking forward to that too. Yeah. I don't think people like him because because of his lifestyle. And um, I, I mean, that's up to them. But I I I don't particularly like his version of the Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the way he runs. <laughs> I just I just, hate I, it. I don't know. It's like he's more like Flash Junior than the Flash. Like he's like Kid Flash. Like yeah. just I, I think after eight years of Grant Gustin, who's really grown Grant Gustin was almost like a perfect casting just like Tom Holland was perfect for Spider-Man yeah so but anyway like you I'm I'm not letting other people's hype get to me and also yeah just yeah I don't know we'll talk about another time but I'm not gonna let the overwhelming content get to me anymore yeah I'm um, I'll consume what I can when I can but for the most part I am I am occupied with other things this Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. so so We'll bring our first conversational episode to a close. And um, I mean, we I didn't even keep an eye on the time. It was a long one. I appreciate yeah. that. But we wanted to cover a lot. We wanted to wrap up last year. We wanted to talk about this year. Um, and we're going to do more of these conversations again. And we're going to invite guests on. We've got a few ideas for conversations we want to have. Uh, if you've got any ideas of things that you want to just hear us talk about, feel free to comment or let Hit us know. Us yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for next week's episode, we will turn to our regularly scheduled review episode, which will be 147. And actually, I'm just going to shout out the next three episodes just so you guys, have, if you do want to watch along. So episode 147 will be the Batman, which is Matt Reeves' Batman with Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then episode 148 will be the original Street Fighter movie. Uh, and then 149 will be the the first live action Mortal Kombat movie. So, Very and then about that one. <laughs> and then 150 will be out after that, and you'll just have to stay tuned to hear yeah. what we're going to do there. So, um, as I said already, you can follow us on social media. Geeks and Niche is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts: Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five star review and tell your geeky friends. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you had a good new year and uh, we'll see you next week. Good journey. Good journey.